0: All right, so what's going on, Jimmy? <laughs> I'm good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling purified, feeling plugged. Oh, why is that? Like why is that? Why is that? We just came back from a 10 day meditation retreat. It was a silent meditation for you. yes, and it was not so silent days. for you not so silent for me but literally whole day of serving which is a beautiful thing
1: i'm gonna start up i'm gonna say wow about the whole experience oh yeah what i went into i was unaware i just thought that i was going to meditate (laughs) but it was definitely more than that you definitely did meditate yeah. Oh, yeah. I meditated, but it was more, it, 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 meditation was just, it was uh, just like the bottom layer. <laughs> there was many levels to that. So me and Jimmy, we went, <laughs> yes, to a 10-day Vipassana meditation retreat in Norfolk, North California. California, which is?
0: It's like three hours southeast of the Bay Area. So what is? It's like close to Yosemite. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like south of Yosemite. Yeah. But it was still nice. Beautiful, and green, serene, forest, so many... Mountains in the background. Creatures, animals. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Birds. Yeah. It squirrels. was a great location to... Yeah. yeah. Perfect timing, too, because the temperature was awesome.
1: And it yeah. was a great start to the new year. Definitely. We... We went from January 2nd and we literally just got back a couple hours ago to today, the 13th. Mm-hmm. So let's just tell them. Let's, so what, it was a little bit more than 10 days. Yeah, it was it was 10 days, but we had the first day, which there was, was like the second. Day zero. <laughs> day zero. And then we had the day after the last day, which yeah. was today. Mm-hmm. So it made it really 12 days, but... the meditation was 10 days Mm -hmm. so what is vipassana vipassana means seeing things as they really are Mm -hmm. and that's a technique that was founded by um gautama the buddha Mm -hmm. 2500 years ago yes but it was lost and rediscovered and the person that we Received our training from Was not the person that we re- re- Rediscovered it But He was our teacher And he is well known His name yes. is
0: Essen Goenka. Goenka Such an amazing teacher Person Very respectable To his teacher Which is Um I think his name is Uba Kim But Just amazing Amazing Person to Share his knowledge Um To keep the practice of Vipassana alive and definitely planting seeds and fruits of this meditation into this new generation of people, especially our generation.
1: Yeah. And the reason why Goenka um, found to teach this was because he actually was trying to find a cure from doctors. For his migraines that were really debil- deliberate, debil- deb- what's that word? Debilitating. Debilitating. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't find any help. And so mm. somebody told him that he should try this technique, and this technique changed him and his family and everyone to us lives.
0: That's all it's incredible because it just goes to show that sometimes we don't need, you know, medicine. Yeah. We don't need to be popping the, pills and yeah. things on that serious of a level where maybe we should try this route of understanding ourselves first, understanding and our minds and Mind and body. Mind body
1: Which I wouldn't connection.
0: even have thought of before this Mm.
1: technique and when you this is your second time and the first time you went i didn't even think about anything like this you told me what you've experienced but i was just like oh okay that's cool yeah so
0: the first time i went i'll just tell the story yeah how i found out about this was i was on youtube of course uh just looking up simple meditation techniques you know following the breath in and out um guided meditations things like that and Arm aside, on suggested or related videos, it was my experience with Vipassana meditation. I clicked that and literally it was someone's experience straight out of their retreat. And out of their silence, they were just speaking about how impactful it it was to them. And it got me curious to dive deeper. So I went on their website, checked it out, read it all and told myself, this is something I need to sign up and do. Mind you, you sign up in September. Um, it fills up fast. Fast, you that's could, why you had to sign up before, right? Yeah, you have to sign up early, because then it if it fills up, you get on a waiting list, and that's what happened to you mm. this time around. No, I didn't get on a waiting list. You didn't get in. oh, my I brother almost. did. Oh yeah, you brother yeah, did. Yeah, he got on the waiting Oh list. yeah, his brother went also, so it was all three of us yeah. at the retreat together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So that's how I found out for myself. I came in with just like the basic ideas, the basic thought process, and I wanted to just go into it without too much information, which is why I kind of didn't tell you too much about what happened like each day, any full details, because um, I knew that you were strong enough to withstand those 10 days. Yeah, I knew. Wow. But yeah, that was my experience and how I found out on. Getting into the actual retreat. So,
1: how was that ex- experience for you? The first, first time. one. Overall. Overall. Well, obviously, it made you want to come back a second yeah, time. Yeah, I came back second time. Was you expecting it to be uh, what it was <clears throat> when
0: you went? No. I didn't know what I was getting myself into in terms of how much hard work it really takes. Yes. And...
1: Which we'll discuss the breakdown of the hard work. The hard work. Definitely Definitely hard work. The emphasis was on work. Yes. This course depended on who you are as a person Mm -hmm. and how hard you worked in life. Yes. It challenges you mm -hmm.
0: mentally. Um, Physically. Physically, yes. pushes you to your limits and... Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like it has played a huge role in 2018. And I think doing this again, full circle, now with you understanding the technique and having your personal experience with it, my brother doing the same thing, and me coming into it a second time around, serving you guys and the students, I feel that it's a great catalyst for 2019 and for how we're going to be living our lives this moment forward. And
1: you said serving us, which means yes. you, were, you were a server this round.
0: Yes, this time around. So I signed up to be a server. You can't serve unless you've at least went um, to one retreat as a student sitting. And even that, I didn't know what sitting or what serving actually meant. I knew that it was just helping out. I thought it was just volunteer work. Um, cleaning up rooms, this and that, but it was actually a lot more into the serving aspect and how to give yourself unconditionally to someone else and to others so that just the joy of helping others experience Vipassana, experience having them understand this technique and practice selflessly.
1: Because... The whole course is free. We eat for free. We lost for free. The meditation technique, everything is free. And people want to come serve to as a way to give back because of the generosity that was given to us. Oh, yes.
0: The first time around, I was treated very, very well. And in hindsight, I realized that it was the servers who were providing that type of experience for me to yep. have... To be put in an environment to work hard. Nobody gets paid there. Nobody gets paid there at all. Mm-mm. It's all volunteer.
1: Even the teachers, the management, oh, yes. the course, the buildings,
0: everything is based off of donations. Yeah. And mind you, this is like registration, lodging, cleaning up, laundry work, kitchen work, mm, it was a lot. everything. The teachers dedicating their time to this. Yeah, it
1: is... It was a lot. It was a lot. It was hard work. That's all I know. We're going to go into this deeper, but we couldn't even look at each other. And I just knew that he was working hard. (laughs) He was going back and forth every time we went to the dining hall. Because he was separate from all the other buildings and where everybody else was. And the male and females were separated also. But just seeing him for those... 20 minutes, I we went to go eat twice oh, yeah, a day, so, three, to, three times a day.
0: Uh, as a server, I was appointed the position of dining hall manager. To me, it was just a role, but I took it on seriously in terms of um, working really hard to ensure that things went successfully on the back end, from the kitchen into the dining hall and serving and providing food for all the students, because... Food was definitely a part of the experience of making sure everyone ate well, making sure that things were on time, and making sure that things were stocked, and kind of provided comfort to the students through food.
1: Which was, went very well every single day. I had zero complaints. Except for there was some ants on the honey, <laughs> which we couldn't kill yeah, anything. We could not kill the ants. <laughs> Nothing. The food was so good. Though. Oh, it was amazing. We're gonna get into that later yeah, too. Yeah,
0: oh yeah. my gosh.
1: Oh, man, we're gonna get into that.
0: Shout out to the chefs. <sighs> yes. Yeah. The Ooh. servers, the chefs Ooh. were on points. They, which was also volunteers. Yes, they were all volunteers. <laughs> Amazing people
1: I could have swore I was at like a Five star restaurant Every day And I was Mm. like Oh my god (laughs) But So the technique Oh yeah Let's go back to the technique Yeah The technique It Eliminates Three causes of unhappiness Which are Craving Which means You want something You're not happy Because you don't have that And Or If you do have
0: something You want more of it And more of it And you're never going to be satisfied Exactly And I think just to help people understand craving a little better, is that in this generation, we crave, we want more, we want more, we crave likes on Instagram, we crave the next best thing yep. if we're not satisfied with the wardrobe that we have now because the next season is coming out and iPhone, we want more clothes. The next seven, iPhone upgrade. Eight, nine, yes. ten Just craving these pleasant sensations, these um, materialistic things. just. Things that do good things inside of our bodies when we get them.
1: Mm-hmm. And when you get them, you get that feeling and then it goes away. Yeah. And then you're like, you want more. I want something else just to get that feeling. Mm-hmm. You don't go in because you don't really want that. You want the feeling. And I always said that nothing is good as a thought of having of wanting mm-hmm. something because the thought of it is good when you have it. It's like, OK, cool. Now I have it. Yeah. But really that feeling is really what I was after and what I really wanted. Mm -hmm. And the next thing is aversion.
0: Yes. So this is like the opposite of craving where it's a negative feeling, a negative experience. You want to get rid of it. Negative sensation. Yes. We're trying to avoid it. We don't want to like sometimes we go through hurdles in life and we should be facing it head on. But we avoid that situation because we know we're going to experience pain. Yeah and i think this it's definitely a cause of unhappiness because we're just avoiding it yeah pushing it away pushing it
1: away saying we don't want it yeah constantly it's, mm-hmm. even though it's in our face and it's in our face for a reason yeah even always going around as it as a work, as job mm-hmm. people many yeah. things it can show up as and this also creates negative feelings in mm-hmm. our body negative mm-hmm. sensations in our body and the last one is ignorance. Ignorance, thinking that you don't know anything. And this technique allows insight to the craving and the aversions of the things that we face every day. And, and
0: ignorance, in terms of just. We're ignorant to the facts of life. We yeah. would rather not know than know yeah. that, you know, just for an example, where. Our food is actually coming from and how things are being processed then we would rather not know because we would in- enjoy the food better if we yeah. didn't know where it came from yeah yeah
1: which we'll get to the food later we don't have a conversation <laughs> so the technique had five precepts to follow which was no killing any beings mm-hmm. including those ants yeah that were bio no attacking ants. the honey it was so hard to <laughs> Any flies, no bugs, no, nothing No um, one no intoxic- talks to the
0: spider in the
1: bathroom Oh, shout out to the spider in the bathroom yeah. You're holding him down every yeah. day I said, what's up to him? Me too <laughs> What's up? <laughs> how you doing? How, you, how What day number you on? <laughs> no sexual activity Because, uh, you know, we're just a bunch yeah. of males <laughs> No telling lies And no stealing And these precepts led to three different
0: um, uh, What well, I think what this allows us to do is to definitely come from a place of honesty, come from a place of truth, and going into this practice to really be very mindful of how we approach our sit in the meditation hall. Which, yeah.
1: And they called it, yeah, more conduct. They called it sila. Mm-hmm. Which Sila, which is moral conduct, led us to Pana, which was concentration of the mind. Mm-hmm. Because if you're stealing, if you're killing, mm-hmm. you have a stuff lingering in your mind. You're not able to concentrate on the mind. Mm-hmm. And concentration of the mind, doing good things, moral conduct, leads to the wisdom of insight. Mm-hmm. Which, Samadhi. Samadhi. Yes, which I love saying.
0: Right? What a fun word. I know. So,
1: <laughs> and Pana. And Sila. Yeah. Sila pana, and ma- pana Samadhi. It was awesome. So, the technique was the first three days, we were just observing our breath.
0: hmm Observing our breath. And the last four days, I mean, the last... Yeah, the last... The, the first three days was basically like a prerequisite yeah. into day four. So, the first three days is just to really get you understanding the breath concentrating um, the mind starting a, to concentrate the mind concentrate on the breath as an anchor point and really putting all your awareness into breathing in breathing out and this is what people typically get when they think about meditation they what do they call that focusing on the breath and upon yeah they could, yeah Okay. Yeah, Anapana. Just focusing on the awareness of the ins and outs of your breathing. That was the
1: first day. Just focus on. He said, focus on the breath. Ten and a half hours. hours,
0: (laughs) Yeah, of focusing on the breath.
1: Of focusing on the breath. Every day we had to meditate Mm -hmm. for ten and a half hours out of the
0: how How many (laughs) days or how many
1: how How many hours? hours? Because we the hours that we were up was from four a.m. to nine thirty or ten p.m. So out of those many hours, 10, of those, 10 and a half of those were, on the first day, focusing on the just breath. focusing on the breath. Second day,
0: we narrow it down. We begin to focus on your nose. The tip that, of the nose. The tip of the nose, just the triangle. Um, being aware of the breath coming in, coming out, feeling the air through the nostrils, the nasal passageway. Mm-hmm. And what this does is the... Smaller area that we focus on, we begin to concentrate the mind even more. Yes, the sharper our ability to concentrate our mind onto these small areas and uh, our ability to feel that sensation, feeling our breath anything that's tingling, any heat, any sensitivity, any
1: sensation that any we sensation felt. Any sensation that we felt, yeah, we were supposed to hone in on that. Mm-hmm. Then the third day, we honed in even more. On the area underneath our
0: nose.: Yes, the nostrils and above the lip. the cool air as it comes in our nose, feeling the slight change of temperature, just mm-hmm. a little warmth coming out of the nose, feeling some sensation underneath the nostrils. So day three, and at this point, this was yeah, an important th- day. Yeah, very, very important. because day.
1: this really, really concentrated the mind on this is the unconscious mind, by the way. We don't normally think about feeling sensations in our body.
0: No, especially in that area. This is our, the
1: unconscious part yes. of the mind, which mm-hmm. we were digging into, which makes Vipassana very unique and special from any other technique is because we go deep into the mind, into the unconscious mind, to change the habits of mm-hmm. these sensations, to, to hone in on what these mean.
0: And what's cool about the breath is that it is subconscious and it is conscious where we're sleeping mm-hmm. we're still breathing but mm-hmm. we're unconscious of mm-hmm. the fact that we're breathing when mm-hmm. we wake up when we're running you know our breath or the speed of our breath changes sometimes we don't even realize these things because we're aware of so many other factors in our lives absolutely where we just take our breath for granted for granted yes ignorance mm-hmm. and by being aware of our breath we're slowly being Conscious of the subconscious and making that in the forefront, being sharper with our mind and just having that uh, concentration to really dive into the actual Vipassana meditation, which is day four.
1: And day four to day nine, which was Vipassana, seeing things as they really are. We focus on the different sensations throughout our whole
0: body. Throughout the whole body, from the tip of the head to the the, tip of the the toes. toes. Whoa. And it was just a mind-blowing factor because when we go from the... From three days of just literally focusing on our nose... Which wasn't even the beginning. It was just the kindergarten stage. Yeah. Um, And now we're exploring our whole body, which is Vipassana. But the reason why Anapana, concentration of the breath, is so important with Vipassana is that... The breath is the anchor. As mm-hmm. we're navigating the ocean or world of our mind and body, um, we get distracted. We, yep. our mind tends to wander. We get so many thoughts and um, our ability to refocus and to come back to the breath is so important. So those three days definitely are a prerequisite and much needed. Yes and i've never what are your thoughts on that like how did that feel to you for what was like the three days of just focusing on your nose like 30 hours of just your nose just focusing on the nose
1: (laughs) it was a it was a lot Yes, it was just like okay hard work (laughs) yes it was hard work but i was actually willing and i was ready Mm -hmm. now because i went in with no expectations yeah and I just knew that whatever we were going to do, it was going to help. It was going to be for what mm-hmm, we were mm-hmm. going to do. And I didn't know what pre- before, what the different stages were. I didn't know that yeah. it was going to lead up. But when we did hit day four, Vipassana, I was actually, that was one of my favorite days. It was mm-hmm. day four because it, Same, the sensation really we were starting to feel, which was 52 hours of us sensations in our body those five days, ten and a half hours each day focusing on those different sensations and the sensations were due to the cravings the aversions those sensations throughout our body and the importance of these techniques, the importance of the the technique mm. is to have awareness. Yes. But when we were meditating, we had to not. We had to be. What's the word? Okay,
0: so at not equ- equanimous. Is it equ? Equanimous. Equanimous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Equanimous>. <laughs> I need to get dictionary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Equanimous is just observing the sensations without any judgment. And observing yes Anicca i mean that. <laughs> changing yes the changing changing the ever so changing the impermanence of life yes. and the best way to truly understand that concept not through intellect is by experience through these sensations through, through these sensations which makes
1: vipassana unique because yes. not any other meditation technique does that mm-hmm. and this technique goes to the depth of the mind yes and it changes it goes deep and you have to uproot all those negative sensations of craving
0: and aversions Mm -hmm. to change how you react yes because how you react um bodily is a representation of how you react in life yeah how you react to you know like you're stuck in traffic and you just cut off so many people because you're trying to get somewhere so fast yeah and that's similar to say in your body, you're just rushing, rushing, rushing. Yeah. You're just sweeping your body, missing all these sensations and points because you're not taking time. Yeah. And because, yeah, we had to go from the top of the head, the forehead, the face, the yeah. neck,
1: so many times just to, for it was mandatory really to do three hours of meditation. Mm-hmm. But in order to get the full effect, you really wanted to do the whole 10 hours. 10 hours. Because you have to, you want to hit every single spot in your body to try to feel these sensations, to change the sensations. Mm-hmm. And the equanimity was to help change. Because if you craved a craving sensation or craved a pain sensation, mm-hmm. that wasn't good because you would probably get more of it or you would get less of it depending on what sensation it was. But you wanted to go deep in the mind, create no reaction
0: to any of these sensations. So on day, sorry to cut you off, on day six or seven, um, it was practicing Aritana, which is strong determination, Mm -hmm. which is basically just sitting and staying in one position without moving. And what that, the purpose of Aritana is to understand um, equanimity. Right to experience the pleasures, or experience these sensations, pleasurable and pains, and and just to observe it, to sit there and have no reaction. Because people were moving and people were changing, and because it's you literally it's you ten hours a day. Yeah, I could just share that on day four or five when. Aritana was in effect. Like, there was just this sharp pain. I don't know if it was the how I was sitting or just um, doing work that day and having to sit. But there was a shooting sharp pain in my back and it was mm. so... I would say distracting. I wanted to... like not pay attention to it but I knew I had to and it was to the point where like right after the meditation I knocked out because like it was just pain throughout the whole one hour of sitting but the next day I kind of felt a little clearer Mm. I felt the next sit to be have that like deep sankara uprooted and uplifted and dissolved
1: yeah Which, this is what the technique does. It helps you hone in on how to change those situations. Yeah. Which you previously known from the first one, but of course, you're not gonna be perfect and everything. So the second technique, the second sitting allowed you to understand and to hone in on that pain that was not there before.
0: Yes. But came on. And this is ever so changing. Changing, changing, always (sighs) changing. Every sit is always different. Every sit is always good to come into that type of mindset and realize that, you know, when I sit down, I'm going to experience some pleasures. I'm going to experience some pains. I'm just going to sit and observe. I'm just going to sit and observe it all. And there's a
1: normal meditation technique, I mean, a way of sitting. Mm -hmm. I was not able to do that for... Because I started started meditating after you Mm -hmm. got back from the first one. So I was only meditating for a year. Mm -hmm. But... For some reason, during the last half of this year, 2018, yeah, I was not able to cross my legs when I sat
0: down. Yeah, you're a tall guy too. So. Oh man,
1: <laughs> my right leg would go to sleep so fast, mm-hmm. and it was so painful waking it up. It was like, once it went to sleep, it would take like 15 minutes, and I would have to do some insane things to get it out, and mm. that was my, one of my biggest worries before I went was, I didn't even well, I didn't even know that we could switch our positions, but... I was just like, mm-hmm. how am I going to sit for all that time with my leg feeling like this? I, I I didn't know. And luckily you told me that we were able to have chairs. And yeah, the first yeah. day I went in there, I wanted to see how it was. And nope, like, nope. It, it went back. <laughs> and so I had to get a chair. And the first couple of days until day four, Vipass- mm-hmm. or day five, when well, that was like a day into Vipassana. I actually yeah. tried to sit down and view this pain that i was having and i actually was able to observe it observe it and make it go away mm. and so i did that it just dissolved in three hours
0: that's the perfect example of impermanence yes you know like Not sensations lasting. come sensations mm-hmm. go up and down up, up and down, and down. And here mm-hmm. it's basically like life on a smaller scale yes your the, your body is its own world in itself yeah. and we're typically unaware of this because we're so focused on the outside yes where- The outside is in the- is in the inside. Yes.
1: It's all just a reflection. <laughs> we are the outside. But that's another topic. So, how was your overall experience?
0: My overall experience- it's Being
1: a server, being in the kitchen, being around the food, not being- uh, with that is- The crowd.
0: A crazy- It was a crazy experience. Um, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of um, understanding the ego, a lot of hard work. Not just um, mentally, physically, in the sit, but as a server, um, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this, so I didn't even look up what I would be doing specifically, mm. and. Yeah, and the job just kind of came to me. Yeah. So just adapting to rules and what I had to do the first day, like setting up the tables, setting up breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or breakfast, lunch, and tea, um, was all given to me day one. And I just had to kind of roll with it and go with it. And definitely the... Support of the team the rest of the servers. I wouldn't have been it was just I'm very grateful that it was a harmonious team And for a first time apparently that's not so typical Mm. that But it was a very harmonious team Shout out to all the people that served because they too like we all just pulled in together. We started off with 20 ended up with 10 So by the end of the by day 10, we were all doing 20 people's work with just 10 people <laughs> yeah. but overall it was an experience that i would like to do again um i think my meditation practice definitely has deepened and i've taken it it, i've taken it more seriously this time around because i didn't have that much time to meditate as i did the first time around yeah you didn't and just through the power of serving especially say day four when I knew everyone was focusing on uh, Vipassana and the students coming into lunch and you can just sense this energy of hunger, everyone really wanting, everyone has been working hard and I want to ensure that these students are being fed, that these students have an abundance of what they need. If there's no bananas, I come out and fill it. If <laughs> there's no like milk, I come out and fill it. I just do, if someone wants to microwave their warm tea to make it a little hotter, I'm gonna do it. And I have to do it with, you know, a slight smile on my face. Not a big smile, because sometimes, you know. Are you saying somebody asked you that? Is yeah. <laughs> somebody? <laughs> I was like, oh, this tea's already oh, okay. hot, but they want it. Steaming, How did they do hot? that
1: when they was supposed to talk?
0: <laughs> oh, well, they could talk to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I just had to um, try and not talk to them oh. as much. I'm just like bowing and oh, saying okay. yes. Oh, okay. Still like respecting that everyone is uh, practicing noble silence. Uh, but yes, uh, serving Vipassana meditation retreat has taught me to come from the heart come from a place of goodwill, um, serve with compassion, and to not—what I can apply this into the real world is that this—a lot of the things we do, it's never about the money. It's really about, like, living life with compassion, treating others the way that you want to be treated, and what I saw in the other students is how would I want to Be treated is if if I were them, yeah, in their situation. And my only wish and hope is that because of the way that I've served, I've helped them, you know, understand the practice a little better. Their meditation sit was a little better than because they got that extra banana that was there that was refilled.
1: Well I'll say you was on top of everything and I saw you refilling and attending to people. Oh man. I had a sense of urgency. You did. I was like, you did. You were moving, moving, moving. Look at you over there. Even though I was supposed to look at you, I kind (laughs) of glanced. We couldn't even look. We couldn't look at people. We had to observe noble silence. And noble silence just, you couldn't look at nobody. You couldn't talk to anybody. You couldn't make any gestures. You couldn't, no phones. Mm -hmm. All silence. Mm -hmm. Be on time, different places. Yeah. I have not ever experienced this. I don't even remember the last time I even experienced not having a phone for a day. Right. And, and actually, that part felt good. Yeah. That part felt good. So what was your overall experience like? It was the most insane thing I've ever been through. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Because I went in not expecting anything. I didn't even know. Meditation was new to me. And my meditation technique was just half, uh, half a, mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> it, I didn't I don't even think I was really meditating. I was just closing my eyes. And <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but wow. I just thought we was learning how to meditate, which yeah. we did learn how to meditate, yeah. but this went deep inside of us. Yeah. It, like he said, it was really a surgery, opening up, pulling out what it needs to be pulled out, and yes. closing
0: in the wound. But he's providing us the tools and the techniques necessary so that we're able to do these ourselves yes. in the real world. Yes. Which is why it's so strict to follow like these precepts, yes. these like, noble silence. Yes. Because, and staying the whole 10 days. Yes, and staying the whole 10 days so that we truly understand this technique and apply it to when we're by ourselves. Yeah. Because... It's important. It's in, it's very important. But we're in an environment where there's a teacher, there's variables we're, we're able to really hone in and focus and dedicate these 10 hours a day, 10 and, to, a half. 10 and a half hours a day <laughs> to meditate and to really get this practice down on a kindergarten level.
1: Oh, yeah. And speaking of, we didn't because we have meditation from 4.30 to 6.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Talk
0: about the schedule a little yeah, bit. 4.30
1: to 6.30. We wake up at 4. 4.30 mm-hmm. to 6.30, meditation. 6 30 to 7 15 mm-hmm. we would have breakfast 7 15 8 o'clock break 8 to 9 meditate in the meditation hall which every single student male female go meditate they were separated by males and males on the left side females on the right side each male female had their own teacher mm-hmm. who would sit in the front of the class or in front of the hall and from 9 to 11 we would meditate on in the hall Mm-hmm. We will either meditate in the little cells that they provided us or we meditate in our room.
0: Oh, that That's something that I didn't experience at all. You guys had a chance to sit at the pagoda. Mm-hmm. And Norfolk has an amazing, beautiful pagoda. Which is this place to meditate with
1: individual cells inside. I don't it's know like how a, the inside looks a like. A tiny room. It, you... Yeah, you walk in and it's like you you can it jacked up and it's a third uh, like a basement first and second level hmm. and it's just about i think it's about 200 rooms up in there and everybody oh, has really? their yeah oh wow it's like a four foot it's by deep. maybe six not even six maybe five feet yeah how deep. does the room look like it's just it's white walls and a floor and the small light up at top and everybody have their own individual just doors. blank just blank is there a cushion? There's a cushion and something is to there sit color on. In there? And that's it, no. There's no color. No color. Just white walls and the floor. Is it bright in there? Well only with the light and the light is not that bright because they don't want you don't want to disturb anybody else. Is the halls bright? No. It's with those oh, walk oh, okay, lights okay. that you walk down mm-hmm. and as you as you pass it it lights up and it stays on for like ten seconds and mm. then it goes off. Very not bright at all because so definitely you don't want a place to disturb where you
0: can Meditate and be calm and, and be quiet, and, yes. Yeah, in solitude. In solitude. Yeah. Yeah. And Awesome. I need to experience that. I should have went. You I didn't have time. No,
1: you didn't. No. Or you can meditate in your room, which um, the building I was in, a lot of people just went back to the room and Mm. slept and stuff, but I actually enjoyed meditating in the room because it was real life in there because I'm not... It's not going to be quiet
0: Mm. every day. I live with my... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, but you did go into the Pagoda and oh yeah. Meditate, yeah the first
1: day i didn't like it i was like i ain't gonna be here much but yeah. then after that i was like oh heck yeah i like this it was silent it let sort me hone in, in. Mm-hmm. on the really the meditation itself mm. yeah mm. but it, it was good and then from 11 to eleven forty five was lunch Lunch. Yeah. Eleven forty-five to one was a break.
0: One. I struck the gong for breakfast, oh, lunch, yeah, and dinner. That he was did. me. I saw you. Yeah. Like, go ahead. Yeah. You waited. I. I was like. You was like, Bing. Yeah. To let it, it let it go all the way through. I was like, Come on, Jimmy, <laughs> ring it again. Yeah. There's moments where <laughs> I didn't unlock the door. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just gonna gong it, and then everyone's trying to open the door already. <laughs> You know what's and funny? what?
1: <laughs> Every time you open the door, you just unlock it. Yeah. But then when the one time- I oh, yeah, I opened it for you? You pushed it up, yeah. like, me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then the second time you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh hey! But speaking no. of lunch, let's talk about the food. Hold on. I'm going okay. schedule. Okay, right, right, right. I just- <laughs>
1: <laughs> And one- To 2.30, we meditate in our room, the hall, Mm -hmm. or the pagoda, or in the cell. Mm -hmm. 2.30 to 3.30 was mandatory sitting in Mm -hmm. the hall. So that was the second mandatory sitting with everybody up in there. And then 2.30 to... I mean, 3.30 to 5 was meditation still in the hall, pagoda, or the cell. I mean, or in your room. And then 5 to 5.30, we had a little tea break. No food. Oh, well, you have fruit only. Mm Mm-hmm. And tea and fruit, mm-hmm. and then there was. But a for break. old
0: students, we could not get. Yeah, if
1: you came, if this was your first time, you could have fruit. But if this was more than for one time, you couldn't eat anything <laughs> after five. I mean, after yeah, after noon.
0: Yeah. After lunch, you couldn't eat anything. Just have tea. You know what I just noticed that no one really did because when I went for tea my first time, I like got a bowl, cut up some fruit, and. Drizzled it with honey. And threw in some cinnamon on top. But no one did that. Yes, we did. I I I actually started that. Oh, I I literally started that. I did
1: that and then, unk, Uh, (laughs) there was this black dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There was the only other black dude up in there. He was this 40-year-old dad, like, he looked like a linebacker or something. Yeah. And he saw me do that with my plane. He got up with his <laughs> plane. He went over there, and then everybody started... I'm I'm calling myself the leader of that. But, yeah, we did. Mm. We um we did Put the... the yeah, and that was... Oh, my God. That was so So good. good. It was so good. But from 5 to 6, we had a break. Mm-hmm. 6 to 7, we had the mandatory sitting mm-hmm. in the hall. Mm-hmm. And then from... 7
0: to 8.15 8, 8, Yeah, 8.15, 8.30 We had the, yeah, 8.30 We had a discourse, discourse with, with Goenka, Goenka. Which yeah. is a Buddha. What's pretty cool is that I just found out today Was that um, So the discourses is a video of Goenka basically recapping What the day or the last um, Practice has been about He tells you Stories about the Buddha, about his personal Life and uh, the fun fact is that he actually recorded uh those videos at norfolk, oh, yeah, you did find that, yeah, out. and I thought that was pretty awesome because I think in that center, I definitely felt his energy in that place, and it felt good, yeah, it really felt good.
1: it felt good, yeah. I appreciated knowing that and from to eight thirty we had that discourse, which was such a wise guy.
0: Yeah, very wise.
1: And then from 8.30 to 9, whatever we just learned from Goenka in the discourse, we would apply that just for those last minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. As just like a quick little intro. Yeah. Get you excited for the next day. Yeah. Um, And then... And then after you guys were dismissed to go sleep... At 9. At 9. The servers came in for a server's meta. Well, we
1: was, we was able to have
0: questions from oh, yeah, 9 questions, to 9.30. questions. Right, right. And then you guys...
1: Oh man, thinking of that now, y'all
0: were up for a while. Dude, we've been awake. The first two days, I woke up at 4 to try and attend the 4.30 to 5.30. Or at least um, attend to meditate at the hall from 4.30 to 5.30. And then come in to prepare for breakfast at 4.45. But I was like, I just need my sleep. And <laughs> I went... Literally, the only break I really had was between 1.45 to before the 2.30 mandatory sit-down. And that was when I, like, hopped in, showered, and dipped. But other than that, I was constantly working. And, of course, uh, I loved it. Yeah. It was, like, helping out in the kitchen, helping out in the yard, picked out some, like, rocks in the dirt, different, I, <laughs> different tasks that was necessary that needed to be done. But always with, you know... With compassion, and you
1: definitely had that compassion. You, I, I felt it. Yeah. And it was seen, and that's why everybody was telling you thank you at their last day and showing say, you appreciation.
0: Appreciation
1: for what you did. But
0: well, that's just to everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was just in the forefront because. I just happened to be there You were the face
1: (laughs) So you want to go into the dreams Or you want to talk about the food
0: Let's talk about the food first The food Oh my god So we had
1: to observe a strict vegetarian diet Yes No no animal products at all No animal
0: products No meats No eggs
1: Before I was like uh uh this is gonna be some slop
0: this is just gonna yeah. be something out of a can some uh, uh, some beans and yeah. rice and see uh, since this was my second time the first time i that's what i was thinking but the food was very delicious um it was more than delicious the recipes available it was online. amazing yeah
1: oh <laughs> my gosh every uh, day it was a different thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mexican like, spanish oh yeah I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah
0: asian mm-hmm and then it had the. There's like Indian curry. We yep. had some curries in there. Some different kind uh, of. Stir fries. Yeah, uh, I think there's like a, a salad something. I don't know exactly, but it was delicious. It was delicious. That was actually my first time really having a vegetarian tofu. based. Oh.
1: That tofu we had like an Asian with samari on top. Y- mm-hmm. Yeah, with the with the onions. Yeah. That was so good, and I was like, whoa. The vegetables you all provided, the broccoli, which was the long stem, freshly steamed and cooked kale. I didn't even know I liked kale like that. I was like, oh, heck yeah. I could have sworn those on the first one was collard greens. That would just. Maybe it was. I don't remember the menu on the first day. Because I'm used to having greens with my grandma cooking them, but these greens were
0: just sauteed. Was just salt, and I was like, "Whoa!" Kale is a good source of calcium if you are a vegetarian and need that calcium source, not from milk. But (laughs) there we go. Kale, yeah.
1: Fun fact. Fun fact. (laughs) Kale. But the food was so good. That was lunch, Mm -hmm. and for breakfast. It was really, it was the same thing for breakfast. First we had the oatmeal, we had the prunes, we had the three a man thought was dates and he stocked up and he was wondering why he was going to the bathroom. bathroom. He didn't know that until the 10th day, the last day. He said, I was pouring that on my oatmeal. I was like, good (laughs) cleanse though, right? But it was so good. The prunes in this Mm -hmm. juice was cooked with cinnamon, oranges, and fennel. And Mm -hmm. oh man, I'm definitely going to have to. Yes, tasty. The yogurt was good too. Yes. Top that off with some raisins and some flower
0: seeds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: On some toast with some peanut butter and jelly. Everything yeah. was all natural. Mm-hmm. They had the flax seed, sesame seeds, cinnamon, cayenne, pepper. Mm-hmm. Everything. All types of teas too. I was spoiled. Yes. That's... I was
0: spoiled. So the purpose of the food is so that... You feel like you have an abundance of anything that you need. I
1: felt like I had an abundance. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I felt like I was at a five-star restaurant.
0: Like if the bowls of bananas were up to like four or five, it was replenished so that in your eyes, the thing disappeared. Yeah. Like you were always, it was always a filling. It was ran so well and they do it so well. And I couldn't believe it was all fruit. Shout out to Jihan and Ling because they definitely trained the servers pretty well. They trained me pretty well and just to be on top of our toes to make sure that we're, you know, doing it with laughter, with love in the back. Mm-hmm. And it definitely was carried onto the dining hall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And we had the breakfast and then the lunch and then the five o'clock tea break where mm-hmm. we only just have
0: fruit. There was a Bengal tea. There was a chamomile tea. There was a... Uh, the Bengal was good. The Bengal spice Oh, spot yeah. Spot I knew you liked it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Bengal tea was good. Uh, there was the peppermint tea. There was the PG tea. There was the green tea. Yeah. It was like we had hot water on demand, coffee yeah. on demand. So good. It was. Well, there was options. There There's was a lot of, a lot of options. options. Yeah. And flaxseed, macho, seasonings. I, oh
1: man. Yeah. It was amazing. Lemon, vinegar, to apply. which I put in my soup. Oh too. yeah. I mean, my. tea. I made sure
0: to refill that every day. It was. It was on point. Amazing. And the cookies. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: <laughs> they had cookies.
1: These yeah. cookies. Oh, my gosh. I thought they was every day. And I was going to say, I'm going to just eat one a day. Yeah. On the third day, they didn't have no cookies. I said, oh, yeah. my. I didn't know there was not going to be every day. So, the next time we have cookies, I'm going to eat two. Because I didn't eat one of this day. Yeah. Wow.
0: Peanut butter cookies. The peanut butter cookies. cookies chocolate so, chip cookies. The oatmeal milk cookies were so good.
1: Yes. I dipped them in my milk. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. The lemon drop. Uh-huh Uh uh-huh oh my god and then the cake
0: on the last day the chocolate cake with the whipped cream yeah handmade whipped cream everything was
1: handmade which was unbelievable in itself
0: yeah that cake shout out to all the servers who cooked yes shout out yeah Hardworking people that
1: healthy amazing food which Mm -hmm. also went along with the meditation because Mm -hmm. clear mind you have to have a clear mind you have to have a clear body you don't want to be stocking up on all of this unhealthy food, mm-hmm. trying to concentrate your mind yeah. when your stomach is probably going to be growling, or you're just unhealthy. Right, you right. can't really breathe. Mm-hmm. Speaking of can't breathing, I think it's time to get into the dreams.
0: Oh yeah. So with the dreams, I don't know what happened, but with everybody oh. that I've talked to on this retreat has had crazy, vivid, lucid dreams. And we'll start off with your experience. These, this is part of the experience. This
1: was amazing because I didn't even know, I didn't even expect that to be a part of the experience of trying to learn the meditation retreat. And my experience, everybody's experience was obviously completely different. But mine, boy, I dealt with something insane. The first night, I had a dream that I was at somebody's house, I don't remember, and I, was, I had to leave her house because her parents was coming home. It was a girl, I don't know who the girl was. I hopped out the window, got to the middle of the street, and I couldn't breathe. And after that, after that, every night my asthma came. Every day my asthma came and I could not breathe. Crazy. I could not breathe every single day. Mm -hmm. It
0: was really Unbearable I could attest Like you could not breathe You didn't You didn't know that though No I didn't But Just afterwards And hearing like that Wheeze In your asthma I I can
1: Nobody It was I had to deal with this every day Mm -hmm. Day one Day two Day three Day four Day five Day six And every day felt like It felt like Those ten days felt like a month Mm -hmm. But on day seven, I gave in and I had to tell one of the guys, I was like, I don't know what to do. I cannot breathe. It's been like this every day. I don't want to. I I was like, I don't want to leave. I don't know what to do. He was just very helpful. Everybody there was just so helpful. And he was like, I could go into town to call your doctor to get asthma pump. But I was like, well, I went to VA and you have to go to the VA hospital to get the medicine and that won't work. So he made me this specialty with turmeric. Ginger and honey, which definitely didn't work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It did not work at all. But still, the thought of him doing that was so nice. But it was so difficult for me to concentrate on meditating when the technique, number one, was breathing. on
0: the breathing, yes. Especially with your nose.
1: With my nose. Yeah. And I couldn't even get past my throat with my breathing. Mm. So, like, the first 20 minutes, I just had to try to breathe. Mm. And every day, it was a struggle every single day, and I would not go to sleep until two o'clock.
0: Crazy. And we had to
1: wake up at four. Yeah. So I would just sit up in my bed because if I lay down, it yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't breathe. So I had to sit up, and for those two hours that I got to go to sleep, mm-hmm. I didn't even. I, it was actually not too bad. I'm not sure why it wasn't so bad, but I knew that it was a part of the experience and I knew that I had to go through it. Mm -hmm. I knew that they were talking about impermanence, things up and down. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like that all the time because when I woke up at 6.30, I mean, when I woke up at 4, my breathing was fine until 11, and after lunch, downhill. The 5 o'clock to 9 o'clock meditation, the worst. I was just in there just trying to catch my breath really mostly without focusing on the meditating. But something about that dream... Mm
0: -hmm. Ignited, ignited asthma yes asthma In you Yes
1: yeah. And it really
0: Wasn't I find that fascinating Because Suffering It happened for a reason It
1: happened for a reason mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely Absolutely
1: But The insane thing about that Which I'm gonna go back to A dream Was when we learned Vipassana How to Focus on the sensations In our body mm-hmm. I was able To go to the sensations On my body That were tight every day due to my breathing being tense due to us sitting up every day i had to focus on those spots mm. it would relieve these tensions these pains in my scapula yeah. my rhomboids the middle of my back and it would open up my breathing it wasn't like that every single day every single time yeah some place sometimes those I, are some deep some cars deep yeah deep For because sure. they would come back every day and i would try to release them every day mm-hmm. and when i would sit up in my bed i would try to meditate and sometimes I couldn't even focus because I was on. Um, I was so tired. I couldn't. I couldn't focus. Yeah. And it was very, very difficult. But when sometimes I was able to get to some of them and release some of the tension, so I was able to breathe like. Mm-hmm. Just short sh- breaths. Short breaths, but less, slightly better than what it was. Yeah. But still, it was unbearable, and. I'm sorry you, that you went through that. Oh, my. Deep down It was I knew that it was happening On purpose Or because I'm here Because I haven't had asthma symptoms in years And how am I in this fresh place This fresh nature This trees, snow in the mountains And I'm dealing with breathing problems Impossible But possible (laughs) (laughs) Vipassana. But I knew it just had something to do with that and i couldn't believe that i actually did that for 10 days and actually on the eighth day i packed my bags because i was going to leave and i i I just i didn't i wasn't going to leave but i knew that i was going to leave and i just knew that i had to deal with it. i just had to deal with it but on the other dreams i had another dream where i was with my grandmother who actually is in a wheelchair, and I was with her, and we coming off of the... We was coming off of the bridge, the Bay Bridge, mm-hmm. and she was running. <laughs> and my grandma actually was actually in a beautiful wheelchair. Dream. yeah. I don't, I don't even know very why. free. Oh, photo so free. It mm-hmm. was such a beautiful scenery, too. That was actually one of my favorite dreams because it was very beautiful... And I haven't dreamed in a while, and just to have these dreams—it was—it was about f- four of the dreams, and another dream was—I don't even know why I had this dream, but one of my coworkers, I dreamt one of my physical therapy old doctors. I dreamt about him mm-hmm. and his family at his house, and Bart was in the background of his house, and every time he went by, it was just loud and. His daughter was in the dream i don't even I still don't know why I had that dream, and the last two nights, day nine or day eight and day nine, I had these dreams where I was in a I was in my room, but it was about six people up in there who was working on a project together, but when we were finishing up the project, we would put it away, mm-hmm. put it to the side, I would wake up. I would look for the things that we were working on, and it wasn't there. And I would sit up for hours, and I was just like, what is going on? How did that even happen? Everybody was just right here. We were just working, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't nothing there. And on the last day, I had almost the same exact dream, but I woke up with my chest feeling like I broke a rib, it feeling like my chest then caved in. I woke up, went to the bathroom, looked at my chest, looked at my back and I was just like, what is going on? Earlier, I heard somebody fall and I'm thinking that was really me. But I stood up, I I sat up until three in the morning thinking, I turned my light on and I was just confused and then I had to wake up at four. But those dreams
0: those were dreams were insane they were
1: insane i feel like and i'm not even describing them as much
0: thought in your head that like manifested as a dream and it had to happen for you to endure through for you to experience through to make you appreciate this like meditation practice this retreat even more oh and
1: the second yes definitely 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 i overall i definitely appreciated it and i'm glad that i experienced every single thing that i went through i'm glad that i had the work ethic that i had of hard work to push through to know that i'm going to be okay to know that this is going to change to know that this is just impermanence this is just a part of us. This is a small part of a bigger part. And I had to just keep reminding myself every day, every second, because we were living in the moment, focusing mm-hmm. on our breathing. You live in the moment. These 10 days was felt like 30 days, for real. Mm-hmm. But the second day, I dreamed that it was snowing. And then it rained the next day, and it snowed at the top of the mountain. I was like, oh my God, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: That was really cool. It
1: was. It was. And... I, I wasn't even expecting any of that to happen, any of that to be correlated, any of that to be even brought to the surface. And I, when I go to the next one, I feel like it will enhance and then it will allow me to know what to hone in on these dreams and to know what these means and to know why these things happened even more.
0: Yeah. Well, I think with the dreams, them happening during the retreat was kind of just the fact that the day that we're experiencing is pretty mundane. We're literally just sitting down, meditating for 10 hours, just focusing on the sensations of our body. So our mind wants to play. Our mind wants to kind of use its imagination. And the only way for that to come out is through our dreams at night. And everyone has been working hard, Working. this isn't their day-to-day lives. So, our mind is just filled with so much subconscious thoughts that it just appears in our dreams and it's really up to us to interpret it interpret that and when you wake up and it's like day three day four of meditation you're wondering like what does that mean mm-hmm. and you oh, kind of apply that to your practice because you've went through like the whole coughing and Oh, Asthma weasing, situation and, and the wheezing and shortness and of breath and tightness in the chest like the unbelievable. Yeah, and that's really just deep some cars resurfacing up
1: And on the ninth day It was my most difficult day. I was in the hall And I was just crying for the while everybody else was meditating from six to nine and I'm just in there just not saying why me but just like I just really wanted to work on this technique and that was happening to, to me. Well, has happening for me. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. It was happening for me. And after I cried, my the sensations in my back were all tingly, and they were just like released. It was like a let go, and just let it happen, and just just I just sur- just surrendered basically, and I was able to actually breathe after I did that. It still actually was. Came back on the 10th day and today, Mm -hmm. but very minor from what it was. Mm -hmm. Very, very minor because it was almost all day on every other day except for yesterday and today. Right. And it's definitely dissipating as time goes on, but I couldn't
0: believe that that happened. Yeah, the dreams are crazy. Yes. Yes. My dreams were pretty crazy, but it wasn't to the extent as yours. Mine was pretty action-packed. There was this—it <laughs> was like Matrix-styled, where one dream. Tell us what that um, means. Um, I was in this like Gran Turismo type of car with like the suicide doors, and I was on top of a rooftop, it, like. I don't know what it did, but it, I was like in there and I was just running. I don't know if I was being chased, but I was just running and running and running. And I jumped into this, what looked like a staircase of like 10, 20 feet. And it was just flood of water, like lifting up. And while was I was this? I think day three. I was jumping into it, but the flood of water was actually a portal, but it looked like liquid. And when I jumped into it, it transported me back to the beginning of my dream. Wow. And I didn't even... That's when I realized, like, I was in a dream. And I was just like, whoa, what is happening? And right before... I I guess right when I realized it was a dream, I woke up from my alarm clock ringing. And then the next day, it was just... I, oh, I should have wrote down these dreams, but... But we couldn't write. Yeah. Wait, oh, did you have wrote? Actually, I could have. I wrote. Oh. But... Oh, yeah, we could write or read. Matrix-style <laughs> dream that I had the next day was that I was just in the server's dining hall, just eating. Uh, I remember a fluorescent light. Um, everyone just, like, eating their food. And I get a phone call or... Scott the assistant course manager tells me that I have a phone call and he's like here it's for you and I'm like oh that's so strange I don't know why anyone would call me here like I don't understand why I have this phone call and he gives me the phone I'm like confused I, like just very struck at the fact that someone called me and I like put it against my ear and the uh, my alarm clock rings and I wake up <laughs> and it was it's been these um just my sleeping habits, sleeping patterns of the nights at the retreat, like mm-hmm. I would have complete dreams the time, and feel very well rested and wake up at like one forty five one forty three every single day oh, wow. like I felt well rested, and then I'd just go back to sleep and have another complete dream but that that was pretty much my crazy intense dreams which would have
1: probably definitely been worse if you was on the experiential side of not disturbing side
0: oh yeah but even the first time around i had very intense dreams where on day seven it was this weird sensation of not to get like paranormal or spiritual or like otherworldly but i was i had roommates um it was three of us in a room uh, my back was faced towards the other roommates and my eyes were towards the wall And literally, it felt
1: like
0: vipassana, like a body scan, but literally like tingling sensations slow, like really, really creep, creepingly slowly down my spine. Mm -hmm. It felt very odd. It felt like otherworldly but i I didn't know if I was wide awake or if I was wide asleep. Mm. It was just like tingling, and then the next day I, I we find out that someone like left the course. I don't know if there was a correlation to it, but it was just odd to experience oh, wow. These dreams definitely play into
1: the experience because everybody
0: yeah, yeah everyone is experiencing.
1: Everybody is going through something. Mm -hmm. You do not know it because we cannot talk. Yeah. We can't interact with each other. But on the 10th day, we are able to eliminate noble silence and everybody's able to talk. And you realize that you were not the only one. No. That was insane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You were not the only one going through these things. And everybody had an experience which changes their lives. These 10 days weren't just 10 days. They were 10... Long Days Of no talking No reading No writing No cell
0: phones No cell phones mm-hmm. It's an experience It's a lot of Self reflection Absolutely Self dissection Absolutely And just Self observation Which like is Like your
1: The technique Which is self This is known This is Observed for Self purification Through self observation mm-hmm. Literally
0: Yes and i feel i feel like i've been purified yes. i've come to understand myself a little bit yes. better yes. i'm not perfect and i know that yes i don't know how you feel but i think that i want this to be a i a yearly thing where uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a opportunity to Uh, end the year and or to begin the year with great insight on who you are how to tackle on you know the challenges that life throws at us to understand life a little better to know that the impermanence of life is constantly changing and changing changing and changing Mm -hmm. we're experiencing ups and downs and knowing that um, the best thing that we could do is to truly just take it all in and not react to it yes
1: you, if the thing is not reacting, which is mm-hmm. equi- equanimity. Yeah. Which is, you have. that's how you have to change things, is by how you react. And by having no reaction deeply, constantly, these changes. These changes happen. The good thing that helped out was the food, the beautiful nature that we was in, the trees... There was this one tree. Did you see that one red tree? It was look like spray paint. I didn't see that It was so.
0: Tree. S- oh. I think I saw like red bark on some trees, but I didn't see. It, yeah, that's
1: it. Oh, okay. It wasn't bark. It was something surrounding the tree. So smooth, mm-hmm. and it was like, but it would like, in certain spots, spots it would like rip off. Yeah. I was just like, how does that even exist? There was like this granddaddy tree. That was just beautiful and just big. The birds that's what I found that the birds I didn't know they we're did. Digging. Mm-hmm. We're digging. Yeah. And then the squirrels were just so pretty. Looking up at the sky. Mm-hmm. The stars every night.
0: Oh yeah. I definitely feel like th- those moments of uh seeing the sky and just appreciating nature after you come out of like a, a meditation sit, whether if it was quote-unquote good or whether it was experiencing of pain um to observe nature the way that you've been observing the inside of your body is amazing you stop and just realize that what's happening in the outside world is happening in the inside world or inside of you like seeing a squirrel run up a tree at the same time seeing birds flutter by the rush of some wind on trees to watch that tree leaf fall down to the ground and see a couple birds picking up nuts yeah like literally those are just a representation of what's going on inside you yeah these like slight sensations that we are observing but i think to come back to the meditation practice it definitely ended on a positive note, Very positive. day 10, uh, we practiced metta meditation, which is um, meditation of love, compassion, and goodwill, really focusing on the face and the head and filling yourself up with lights, radiating beauty, smiles. And um, I actually... Cried the last two nights during metta because i was just in deep gratitude it was to the point where i didn't even realize i was in in an outpour of tears it was just this sense of appreciation towards life towards yeah. um goenka the teacher for sharing this technique for preserving this technique um in its purity um and just a sense of appreciation of being present to put yourself in this challenging 10 days and to come out of it a little wiser, a little stronger, a little more compassionate, not just with yourself, but with others. Um, a sense of forgiveness and uh, to me, a, an amazing way to begin our, our yeah. year. and just everybody's
1: on a different path when you're there. And you said the course was about love and compassion. And the beautiful thing about that is before we even got to retreat, since it was a three hour drive, we set out our intentions and goals in 2019. And the one before we even got to the course, we set our intentions as love and compassion and that was the insane amazing thing about that was unbelievable
0: that it all just tied in together it i had no idea ended that way i forgot about that part what i was telling the um anish the other server was i don't remember the last two days Mm. my first time around okay this meta the last discourse of uh just sharing his story Um, but I feel that this retreat has been eye-opening it definitely is something that I recommend yes to anyone who wants to just change the habit of their mind mm-hmm. to become more aware more aware understanding understand who they are yes their impact on the world yes who, their impact on themselves themselves to eradicate you know some of these um habitual thinking that we are conditioned to have been doing for the past of our lives. in our unconscious mind yeah that are just habits Mm-hmm. And of craving, aversion, ignorance these things that are deep to our unhappiness in life Yes. and I definitely suggest that you uh, check out dhamma.org to yeah. really just get a sense of what the Vipassana is on an intellectual level do yourself some research watch some videos on YouTube um, obviously there is positive and uh, negative reviews, ups and downs, but the only way to truly find out is if you experience it yourself and I one hundred percent know that you will come out of it stronger stronger, a lot more compassion towards yourself, towards others. And yeah, just experiencing it for yourself. It's a technique that I is non sectarian, meaning that it's not a religion, it's not based on like you following a certain religious belief. It's just. It's a, really just, yeah, you're meditating and yeah, you're you feeling these
1: sensations in your mm-hmm. body. And yes. it's not that simple, but it is that simple. Exactly. Because it's not that simple, because you really have to go through these 10 days mm-hmm. to it's know like, why you're doing it, to understand. That's where the ignorance is eliminated, is to understand yes. why you're doing this. Because you told me, go through my body when I first started meditating and breathe, check my breathing. I did that. I did not do this at all. I was just inside, close my eyes, breathing. It's on a different level. And what I've experienced through my body, like feeling my toes, feeling my, the heel of my foot, my knee, the back of my leg, my shoulder, never, ever felt like that in my life and feeling these sensations like you said with the meta love and joy and compassion shoots so much through my body which is insane and I haven't experienced anything like that before and I'm so excited about what this will do for me for us for who I want to be in the world and who I want how I want to show up and just the change that we both want to create, and the amazingness that we both are on this amazing path together, and the the things we'll create, and this is we, we, this is step one. We only, we only in twenty nineteen. We literally just left the retreat, yeah, six hours ago, <laughs> and I'm excited just to practice this every day and night. And it's going to be a challenge, but this it's is...
0: definitely a lifelong yes. process. I don't expect to perfect this practice or technique. This year, next year. This year, year next mm-hmm. year. Yeah, exactly. Like, this, this is a lifelong journey. Which that is everything. I think is something that I want to continue doing. Yeah. We will. I will. Every
1: morning. Every yeah. day. So... later this is really this experience really this 10 days changed me and of course I'm still the same person but it changed me in a fact in the way I wasn't even expecting to change because I just came in thinking that I was going to learn how to meditate but this was an experience that was needed and that
0: I wanted I needed to do. Yes, I feel like these 10 days is a life-changing experience, not just for you, but for many. Yep. And um, I just highly suggest that if you're curious, if you are strong-willed or want to be a person who is um, a master of your own mind, Mm -hmm. then... Master of your own mind. Do your you know research and look it up for yourself you know you could take our word for it but the best thing to do is experience it for yourself yes
1: all right so now to wrap things up we're going to ask each other some questions about our experience doing a retreat that yes want to find out (laughs) so you, you want to start or you want me to
0: yeah so um so you said you wanted to leave on day seven or eight uh, what are factors that come into play that made you want to stay, and how did you find that strength to not leave? Well, I really wanted to leave, cause I can never. Oh yeah, leave. you had your pack, your bags packed on day eight. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I really packed my bags on day eight just to get my mind ready. <laughs> I had to, I had to do. I, I was, I was really ready to go. I was just so fed up staying up all night. Of not getting any sleep. And day... Actually day 9 and 10 I was really... I I felt it the most. But... I couldn't breathe ever since the first day. And that was literally... 7... That was 10 days of not breathing. But up to day 7 and 8 when I wanted to leave. That was a week of not being able to breathe. Mm -hmm. For all those hours. And 10 hours of meditation. I just... I was ready to go, and that's when I talked to one of the managers and asked him, "What can I do?" Because I don't know if I can deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I actually um, cried one night, I think on the third or fourth night, um, just because I w- I probably was just like it was just it was just so much, mm-hmm. and I just I just really wanted to go to sleep. And I was so happy that you left me your pillows though. I smelled you, oh my god That that really, that really helped me But you were definitely the reason I kept thinking about you And I was just First it started out selfishly Mm -hmm. Because I was like, well he better leave with me Because I'm feeling like this But then the, The practice of meditation Is to feel these sensations in our body And that was really like that was a heavy feeling that I was feeling, and I realized after meditation mm-hmm. that um, I can't make you do that. And why would I even want to make you leave when you were the one <laughs> that brought us here? And how selfish would that be? So I was just like, okay, he's here, his brother's here. When this gets finished, it'll be much better than what I think it is right now. Mm-hmm. So you played a big role. And to me stand and just to not let you down and also myself just how hard i like working and i like challenges mm-hmm. and i looked at that as a challenge it, w- it definitely was
0: a challenge it was Yeah.
1: it was and every night i just after nine o'clock us getting dismissed i wanted to go to sleep Mm -hmm. 9 o'clock, looking at the clock, 10 o'clock. Yeah, you dipped. You were like the first one to dip. Yeah, I was, and I was right by the door, too. (laughs) 11 o'clock, up, 12 o'clock, up, and just trying to breathe because I couldn't lay down. And I would just sit up in my bed, and I just had all this time to think. And I was just trying to get myself out of my head, and I was in my head a lot. But the technique definitely helped me focus on my body. And after the first, after day four, we learned Vipassana, I started meditating Mm -hmm. um, through with the sensations. Yeah. And that kind of helped relieve some, but not not so much where I was able to go to sleep. Mm. But it still, it relieved some where I was able to breathe a little bit deeper, but not
0: enough to go to sleep. Yeah, isn't that funny how the purpose of you going there, like these challenges that you were facing to learn the technique made you want to leave but it was also the reason that helped you stay too is (laughs) because it allowed you to see the impermanence Impermanence, of your
1: feelings Mm -hmm. during your stay that's really that's really every day i tell myself impermanence it goes up it goes down it's not this is not how it is forever Mm -hmm. and i have to stop associating myself with it right and that's what i was doing every day associating myself, associating myself, Mm -hmm. but it was a process during those 10 days, and when I also cried on the last, on day nine Mm -hmm. in the hall, that's when everything really loosened up, and I was Mm able to breathe a little bit more, and that was the night where I got some sleep. I went to bed at nine! Oh my gosh, it was so good.
0: But then again, I woke up at because I had that dream Mm -hmm. (laughs) so what is one of the aspects of the retreat or the experience or the practice that you can say changed the way that you are going to live your life or that had a huge impact on your life well both the
1: experience just being in nature Mm -hmm. 10 days without any phone talking that was a challenge but it was a good challenge and knowing that I don't need all of this Mm -hmm. I just need myself Mm. also just the experience of the breath and me not being able to breathe Mm. that was a challenge and knowing that that was probably the most difficult challenge that I had to face and that that passed even like
0: boot camp comparing it to oh
1: no no a different challenge yeah yeah Well, by me not breathing, that was like a big challenge. But I went through those days doing that and just knowing that things change. Things are not always permanent. So the experience itself, what I went through during those 10 days, being in the nature setting, being really by myself. In solitude. In solitude helped know that I'm enough Mm -hmm. and that things change. Mm -hmm. And this is not... All "quote unquote" bad. It's all a part for me to become.
0: It's all part of the process. Exactly. Yeah.
1: For me to become who I want to be in life. Mm-hmm. And the practice, because of the breathing, mm-hmm. and how I know that it helped me release some of that tension, and even when I in that time and today. Meditating and just going to those little tense spots and those relieving tensions and those relieving sensations knowing that those helped. Mm-hmm. And so the practice will be... will change me because I will do it morning and night and over time it's going to change who I am because the biggest thing is how we react in certain situations and mm-hmm. this is is meant to... Be there for us, not to react in all those situations, whether good or bad, and just to know that they are—they're just there, right? And
0: good or bad. Yeah, like the experience shakes you up, it wakes you up, it makes you more responsive than reactive. Yeah. Actually, not even responsive, more of like observe it. Yes, obs- yeah, yeah. Obs- obs- yeah,
1: because with even with me, I know this is gonna help with me and you, mm-hmm. and how sometimes we get into it and. I know not to react. Mm. I know that it's just a sensation, I know it's just Same. a feeling. Yeah. And it's, this, is, this is not real, it's not t- this is just temporary. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's gonna help our relationship tremendously. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna help, that's gonna definitely change in my life is how I react to things, how I react to you, how I react to my everyday situation. And the overall message of becoming a better person, the overall message of love and compassion That's really the ultimate goal, Mm -hmm. is being able to love more, be more compassionate,
0: and... Yeah, be a person of love, be a person of compassion, of goodwill, serve selflessly. Yeah, wonderful message. Yeah, Yeah. beautiful.
1: I wasn't even expecting that to be the message. Uh Uh-huh. And when I found out, I was like, wow, I thought I was just going to meditate. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, would you do it again?
1: Absolutely. Oh, heck yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? One, I'm going to bring my <laughs> asthma pump. <laughs> I'm going to bring everything to so I yeah. can breathe. Two, you won't... There's nowhere else in the world that you'll be able to do anything like that. Where you could be... Actually, there's multiple places in the world. That you but do it's a day. vipassana. Uh, yeah. It's a retreat. I'm just naming all that as one place. Oh, I see, I see. And they take such a good care of you. You f- feel good they clear your mind, you mm-hmm. get better concentration. Mm-hmm. Love, compassion is the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. The experience that we went to, the dreams, mm-hmm. how my asthma came up, and I know next time something else will come up, and this will help me, I know who I am, but this will help me become, really become who I am, who I really want to be deep down, because it, di- it penetrates the deepest levels of the mind. And in mm-hmm. the deepest level of the mind, I want to do good. I want to be good, and it's going to help get rid of all those negative things mm-hmm. in my mind and in my body mm-hmm. that don't serve me well and don't serve others well. Because I am, I do react sometimes, and mm-hmm. I do get these feelings, and I mm-hmm. know that this will help subside, let those subside. And I want to the things I want to do in life, and the changes I want to make in the world. Mm-hmm. I have to become a better person. And I'm trying to become as he said, I'm trying to be brightness. Gowenka. Brightness, yeah, goenka said I'm trying to be brightness to brightness. Mm. Cause I mm. I believe I am I was darkness to brightness. To I mean darkness to I used light. To, darkness to dark well, what was the second one? It was dark the first one was darkness to darkness. Darkness to light. Darkness to light. Light to light. Light to light. Light to dark. Was it light to dark? Oh yeah, yeah he was light like to like dark. A reverse. Yeah. yeah. I, definitely not that one. I like that. But I was like dark to light. Mm-hmm. And now I feel 2019 and coming from this, it's going to definitely be light dark to light. light. Yeah. And I want to every day, every literally every day mm-hmm. is going to be, that's going to be my goal is to become a better person. Every situation that I want to be in, I want to inspire and motivate people. and Living life
0: with love and light. Yeah. So, what was your favorite moment during the whole experience? Ooh. The whole retreat from day zero to day 11. <sighs>
1: oh my gosh. Just being in nature. Mm. That, oh my gosh. Just the mountains. It was so serene. Oh my gosh. So green. It was the trees, the birds, the squares. Oh, and the deers that I saw. Uh, when I walked up <laughs> on that deer, my face and just body just was like. No, I way. Can't you saw those animals. no way! No <laughs> way! And the deer knew I was there because we was walking. He was walking, and then it stopped. And looked at me. I stopped and looked at it. And then he started walking a little bit more. And then it, it stopped. Looked like, looking at me. A deer in headlights. <laughs> yeah. <It was> like, <laughs> with his it, eyes. That's gonna be my. That's my animal Your of the year. Animal. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. You look like a deer. Um, thank you. Thank <laughs> And then after the haul, that was only one when I saw it the first time. And then after we meditated, there was four. It was the whole family. There's like, uh oh, y'all, we gotta go. It yeah. <laughs> so was like, boom, 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 <laughs> wow, running up out of there. That definitely. Um, also, how I drink the snow and then the next day it rained and then snowed at the top of the mountains. Mm. That was one of my favorite parts. Also, the food. The food, vegetarian food, how I definitely want to change that part about me is eating animal products and oh, yes. just changing I mean,
0: that whole aspect. I think the menu, the food, the recipes, just the eating habits that we had there, I really want to have that influence the way that we eat yep. in our day-to-day lives. So simple So mm-hmm. easy So green And So simple Yeah So simple So
1: simple And I always satisfied Every less day Less processed L- Much less yeah, processed yeah. Much less processed So much flavor
0: mm-hmm. And that stir fry That curry Oh, oh yeah. man But coming back into this like day-to-day It's difficult world. It's very challenging yeah. You find yourself Faced with like like, loaded mashed pit potatoes the other day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that this, there's cheese, there's sour cream, there's all these things and bacon bits that okay. really do come from the animal products, or from the animals that you don't necessarily notice.
1: Yeah. I, I, I agree. I totally agree. I know that it it is difficult. I know that it is difficult being in this world that we live in, fast food restaurants here and there, where can we go to get some honest good food? There are, places, there are places, but why we have why we have to spend an arm and a leg? And that's a whole other podcast That is. That really is. And that's one of my life goals is to cuz I'm trying to feed a million people in my yeah. lifetime. And I'm trying to feed good nutritious wholesome yeah. food because food is the only we are literally what we eat. Literally. And if we eat all this process, it's changing us down to our DNA. And that's we don't know that. We just, oh, I'm hungry. I'm about to go get something to eat real yeah. quick. It's easy to go to McDonald's and get a, a burger or some else subway. To the
0: point where, shout out to all the vegans because it's cha- cha- very, very challenging. Yeah. Shout out to the people that do eat meat, that understand where the food comes from. Where you're getting your animal products because it's okay to eat me it is it and is. even it's
1: if strong. i could i would do that mm-hmm. more, more sustainable where the, the food, food came is coming from and how being the conscious, are
0: yeah being a conscious eater conscious, not necessarily yeah. quitting yep, and doing all that but just knowing where i love a good burger comes from <laughs> yeah um
1: how was the cow raised that's what i want to know and i want to be able to get that to that point in my life where i'm able to eat like that and I'm able to Same. feed my family like that, yeah. and I'm able to give other people that type of good nutrition Even the
0: opportunity to eat consciously yeah it's a
1: privilege, yes and I want that privilege, privilege to be able to give to others mm-hmm. because it's definitely a change yeah, and it goes really down deep into the mind,
0: so any more? No, I think that's all the questions I have for you. okay, well. Yeah if i do it'll come out and i'll ask
1: <laughs> well i got so some for you too sure so what are three what are three things that you take away from this experience your second experience not necessarily not your first one just this one you being a server being in the kitchen not meditating 10 hours a day looking at how we were, which was yeah. how you were uh-huh. back then, and you being on the operating really?
0: side of the serving side. Um, I can definitely say that Vipassana is hard work for sure, regardless of whether you are sitting, regardless of whether you are serving, regardless if you're practicing the the technique outside in the daily world you said
1: hard and you told me not to use the word hard
0: it is hard
1: work not challenging
0: no oh not challenging it is hard work <laughs> no because when i say hard hard work doesn't mean i'm saying that it's hard okay i'm saying that the work is hard like it's challenging but it really is mm. hard mm. like we are penetrating the deepest levels <laughs> oh of that's our true
1: mind. you were, oh you that's true you was yeah. meditating still on still, top of operating had to all that example stuff. i know and you sat in front
0: too. <laughs> it was to the point where i wake up at like four, four 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 every day in the morning and from that point on till lights out at 10 p.m my mind was literally work mode where there was really no in between even if i was on a break or if i was eating my mindset was I couldn't even eat until everyone in the dining room was eating and I felt confident that I didn't have to go back out there to, you know, like refill the oatmeal.
1: Is that why you didn't come out? Because you felt confident? Because I remember there were moments where I did not see you at
0: all again. Yeah, towards, I didn't come back. I was looking for you! (laughs) (laughs) I didn't come back, but there was always other people like just hopping in Mm -hmm. while I was eating. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But yeah, Vipassana is hard work, too, that... I know nothing, meaning that regardless of how much information we're learning, regardless of, you know, how many courses we take, how many degrees we earn, and all these things that we read. My favorite quote. Things that we gain, like this intellectual idea of we really still don't know. And to the core, it is about the experience first understanding that we have to under to understand it on an experiential level and shout out to scotty the assistant course manager for sharing his life lesson that even he still doesn't know he knows that he knows nothing still and he is one of the most enlightened wise men that i've met in my path so shout out to him for sharing his life lesson of not knowing anything,
1: you can have fun
0: without the mental.
1: Get it, fundamental. <laughs> my favorite quote by Socrates: "The man that knows something knows that he knows nothing at all." Yeah, I that Badu. <laughs> exactly. And she, yeah, it started with her, and then I looked into that yeah. quote, and I was like, oh. Ah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, my third one is also um. What was the question again? Three things, Three things that. Things that... Ex- you take away from this second oh, experience the people for sure mm. on my end it was very much so I think t- like I said 20 servers we had the opportunity to have noble speech meaning that actually noble speech is ch- more challenging than noble silence because we couldn't tell a lie we couldn't yeah. chit chat we couldn't gossip and it, it's these things that we don't realize on a conscious level that we're doing yeah. especially in the day-to-day world of like allowing these negative energies to just come out whether we're talking about some other person our egos coming out to speak negatively on others or someone else we kind of have to catch ourselves that's that was being these moments of serving of like oh, okay let me reframe that into let me like say this differently so i'm not gossiping so i'm not mm. like accidentally telling a lie or something like yeah. that but the people for sure conversations with them were amazing all authentic true to themselves everyone was on their own path uh they're just amazing amazing people yeah um very encouraging of um authenticity very encouraging and they stand for something yeah i think that was the biggest thing is they that they stand for something they were authentic to who they are and they're still on this path a lot mm-hmm. of the people i've met were 50 plus in age and they had the most youthful energy youthful spirit that i've ever met and to me it was so inspiring to be around because it has taught me that age is just a number and our body is what ages, but our mind and our spirit you know like that's up to us to remain youthful and I'm all about that youth, full spirit. Yes, you and are definitely. Youth culture. Youth culture. People said they've seen me transcend from a boy to a man mm. in a matter of 10 days. And I believe them. I, you believe them, right? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And when I saw you, when at first, I was just like, okay, you can go serve. Yeah. But when I see you like during the minute, I was like, wow,
0: I am so proud of you. Look at you.
1: Look at my man, y'all. My man.
0: <laughs> and whenever people like did... You know send out their appreciation for what i was doing at the end of the 10 days i just say of course because that's what i'm here to do i'm not here to you know like say like i was trying to get paid for this or that this i had to do out it of my <laughs> yeah like i had to do it no i was it's like of course you know of like course. of course this is this service is for you guys yes the service is for all the students i'm not doing this or any, anything else. You click the I'm serve button thinking. to serve because you mm-hmm. wanted to do that for the other people. Mm-hmm. Because people matter most. Exactly. With you, people matter most. And number
1: three, the people. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. And the emphasis, your your first one, hard work, the, work, the emphasis wasn't work.
0: Yes.
1: The quality of work you put in is what you're going to get. And you mm-hmm. taught me that how you do things is how you do everything
0: yeah how you do one thing is how you do everything
1: and mm-hmm. even i don't know if you know that was in my brain when i was wrapping up that cord when after we was getting air mm. at the gas station mm-hmm. i was just going to put it back but i was like no how we do one thing is how we do everything mm-hmm. let me put this back the right way because it's easy not to want to do things and that's actually why i also put away my shopping carts now mm-hmm. because if i could put away my shopping cart, then I can do other things the right way, you know. And shopping we think it's something so small, but that's added, that's included yes. into
0: everything. That's a habit. It's, it's a also habit. a representation of like um, how we meditate too mm-hmm. uh, in the internal world that we are living in. Everything matters. Yeah. Everything is in, interrelated, mm-hmm. interconnected, it, and
1: it's there for yeah. us. How we how we how we showing up for it. Next one.
0: How has this? I like that question. I like those three. That first question. Yeah, yeah, that was That That was a good
1: one. I get it. How has this technique, this this, the vipassana, because I think of meditation, it's different. Mm -hmm. But this is meditation, but this is different. How has this vipassana technique helped you in life since you were basically
0: one year in? Um. I think this technique has helped me tremendously. I still don't know the full capacity of how much it will continue to help me in my life. Um, I will say that the Aritana, the strong determination of really sitting there and um, challenging yourself to sit through the pain, to sit through the itches, to sit through the numbness that of sitting on your feet, of the tingling sensations, and really just observing Those um, quote unquote more negative, unpleasant sensations, Um, and just to observe it. I think that that technique has really taught me to view life differently and view the challenges that life brings on us um, very differently. I think growing up, I was very reactive. Mm -hmm. For example, I've experienced a couple deaths in my life, and usually it just comes and I don't talk about it I um, go through a series of aversions where I kind of avoid the situation or um, not think about it and to really approach these challenges head-on knowing that this is all impermanent yeah this is just the ups and downs the highs the lows you know ani changing, changing, Um, changing, changing, changing So the technique has changed my life tremendously. Obviously, um, this is year two for me, understanding this practice. And I think the first year, it was just a grasp of the most basic terms. And um, I don't even remember some of the days. I never remember. I didn't remember meta. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't remember the ninth of the day. I didn't remember these little things of experiencing it a second time around. It kind of came back to me stronger. Yeah, and I have a better grasp at the uh, practice, the technique, even better. And it's just growing. That's yeah. why I want to continue doing this.
1: Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah, and the technique you yeah you're a year in, and, and it comes and goes. It's hard work. I like slipped and not meditated for days. I think the last quarter, which, October to or September till December, I wasn't meditating. Which is part of it. Yeah, it's and, part of it. That's the seasons. That's the changing, yeah. the changing on a grander scale. And
1: you have to accept those and not as do do as Vipassana says, not react. Yeah, and just know that it's gonna come back. If this is what yes. you want, it's gonna come back. It's up and down. This one lasted a couple mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. But now you have this experience and it's in your mind. And mm-hmm. now you have your brother and me to remind you. And yes. it's going to enhance from oh, the first sure. time. And it's just, yeah, it's going to get better and better. And it's going to change you for the better. And I like how you carry yourself. And I'm not sure if it's because of Vipassana, but I know
0: Oh, that yes, I definitely think. I think this has reassured me of who I am because I'm not necessarily the most reactive person. I think I'm pretty cool, calm, collected, chill type of person and going through this retreat the first time, the second time around, I am more assured of who I am and the reason why I'm so chill is because I I understand this on a personal experiential level that the highs and lows The ups and downs mm-hmm. The happiness The sadness It's just When those things happen to you mm-hmm. Do you feel? I do feel I feel very deeply I'm very Do you feel on at a positive level? I think Through sadness Since I'm poetic by nature I think that When I Am feeling Sensations of deep sadness And Um negative emotions i tend to wallow and sulk in them just because it allows me that space to feel deeply to um appreciate it but then again um i'm learning to come out of it not to get stuck in it yeah but i've always been an observer of these negative emotions Mm -hmm. i was never afraid to hide and run away from certain emotions I always saw yeah you uh, emotion as a spectrum and that we should be as humans be able to feel the whole spectrum of emotions and to be unafraid to feel so I think Vipassana really just brings it all into perspective that this thinking that I have has always been on the right path yes
1: yes that's good, that's a great answer. So you're an intentions guy. Mm-hmm. And what are your intentions for this
0: technique for the second time around? For the second time around, I think my intentions for sure is that this is a lifelong journey. Many, maybe even many lifetime journey. But uh, something I want to continue. Um, my intention is to deepen the practice, to continue to understand it on an intellectual level. I currently got this book from the Vipassana bookstore in Norfolk, it was called The Manual of Light. Um, I don't know the name of the author who wrote it or the teacher, but it was going because teacher teacher So. Um, Just diving deep into that and understanding it more on an experiential level, meditating twice a day, morning and night, um, and checking out the Vipassana place out in Berkeley, uh, out in Oakland, and connecting Mm -hmm. more with people who are aligned with this technique and are practicing it in their lives, because, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals is important is very important and yeah my intention is just to continue on this path not stopping and keep, keep on pushing girl. Keep on, keep, girl keep on keeping on why
1: did you decide to come a second time and what
0: what did you serve so the funny thing is I wanted to come back a second time but literally right after the first um, retreat last year, I was like, I'm not going to do this for another, like, two, three years. This was intense. This was... Oh, uh, I thought the same thing. Yeah, they? I'm like, this is <laughs> a lot to even process. And I did it by myself. And what's
1: funny is, what? Goenka, mm-hmm.
0: our teacher, yeah. had the same intention. And he also
1: mm. packed his bags. Mm. Ah, just now I thinking about it. He also packed his bags yeah, and was ready yeah, yeah. to go. But he said that <laughs> one of the teachers stopped him and told him to do
0: one more day Mm. and that was the day that changed him but yeah good Mm. yeah so i didn't want to go back i know i wanted to come back but not for another couple years and when september hit uh i applied and what made me decide to serve was that i'm like you know let me experience the other spectrum of this retreat and serve because like I said the in hindsight I realized that a lot of these um, comfort factors that I had during the first retreat was because of the servers it was because of the food it was because of um yes the setup and you know like making things accessible feeling like um we were being taken care of that I was being taken care of that things were in abundance, and I wanted to provide that for um, new students like you and my brother. Mm-hmm. I wanted to provide and just really serve fullheartedly, and that's something I've never done before. So I think that's why I wanted to serve, was to help out. But to come back a second time a year later, I didn't fully grasp how much I didn't grasp the practice and i just wanted to dive in and experience it on a Mm -hmm. deeper level Mm -hmm. and it was deeper for you yes
1: oh yeah it sounds like it was because you experienced a lot you met a lot of people and you recite a lot of poems for people and you're a
0: poetic by nature right i'm not a poet (laughs) <laughs> I'm just poetic by nature.
1: So, Mister Poetic by nature, <laughs> can you recite a poem for your experience
0: at the retreat? For y- us? Yes. Yes. Uh, I just want to say Shout shoutouts to the servers who really opened my eyes on just being who I am, have allowing me insights to see where I fit, where I fit in in a social space of being this person who writes poetry um shout out to carly to terry to anish to hong to the many people to kazi all of the servers who really um inspired me and allowed me to recite a poem for them to melissa to all these other people who are part of you now Mm -hmm. you so so beautiful (sighs) so just beautiful but yes i'll recite a poem um And suddenly he awoke In the midst of being awake He could feel the brisk air Brush against his skin Mm. The calm Mm. sound of palm trees In the wind He could feel his presence In the very essence Of everything else
1: <laughs> that's my <man. laughs> Wow, that's that definitely speaks the experiential level Yes. because wow, mm-hmm. you can feel the air. Yes, yeah. because that's definitely one of the feelings that we feel while
0: we're meditating and even after the meditation, after this whole ten day experience, I think coming out of it, we're very much aware and of, awake and awake. Of the world that we're living in. Yes. The slightest, you know, breeze that comes by. The yes, absolutely. noise. As we're
1: talking right now, I'm just feeling sensations all through my body that I've
0: never felt before.
1: And <laughs> I don't know why, but there's certain nervousness that I get as I speak through this same, p- podcast. Same. And I'm literally using this technique to go to those spots to remove those deep I'm sanktas, meditating right now. And to understand why I'm, why that nervousness, why those butterflies, why that feeling is happening and to go to the sensations mm. to remove those. So yes. those won't be happening because I don't want to have, I, why is that even popping up? I'm not sure, but that's something that's deep that I'm trying to penetrate and this is definitely going to get there and welcome to day one. Welcome to day one. Well, that's good. Good job.
0: You good job. You good job. i yeah, of You good job.
1: Hehehehe
0: <laughs> <laughs>